Thanks for listening to this podcast of Trending with Timory from the Relevant Radio app. Anything you share in terms of episodes, whether it's texting it to a friend, posting on social media, helps to build up the kingdom for God to help confront the challenging issues we face as a culture, but with joy, with hope, and with an eternal perspective where our faith collides with everyday life, bringing eternal principles to help us live our life joyfully. Relevant Radio is listener-supported radio. Talk radio for Catholic life. Welcome to our Fall Pledge Drive. Join the family. It's great to be with you today. This is Tim Ray. You're listening to Trending with Tim Ray. I'm about to share with you with a great guest here on Trending, Kim Zambar. She shares her stories of having experienced living a lesbian lifestyle, even getting married and trying to to a man and trying to conceal uh, that part of her experience and lifestyle. She is going to share not just her testimony, which she shared here multiple times before, but she's involved in what's regard regarded as the freedom marches of men and women across the country who are stepping forward and sharing their incredible stories of leaving LGBTQ lifestyles. They're telling the truth and with love. So she's going to share some of those testimonies with us here today. So stay with me as we dive into that. If you or maybe someone you know is living a same-sex lifestyle or maybe you've experienced same-sex attraction, but you don't really know what to do about it, I hope you will listen to today's show. Also, some questions about marriage and getting married. Actually, if you're engaged, we'd love to hear from you. We'll take questions on that. Along with this whole intersex debate, biological male Olympic champion Castor Semenya is talking about how just because his testicles were on the inside, that doesn't make him any less a woman. Um, Excuse me, you have testicles. Ergo, you are a man. So let's set the record straight because I think this whole conversation around intersex needs to be addressed within the broader conversation of transgenderism because it is hurting. It really is hurting people who do experience legitimate medical conditions that impact the way their bodies develop and how they live out the course of their life when there's this radical transgender agenda. So we will dive into that. But kicking off this hour, we need 50 people to step forward to support the work we're doing here on Relevant Radio. And especially if you enjoy trending with Tim Ram, asking you please to support the program. We have a need of $3 million this week to just cover our basic operating costs. We own over 200 radio stations and are only growing. You can't be canceled here. You will always hear the truth of Jesus Christ and the truth of Christ that is brought into the culture, such as our topics today. So please join me in praying for our network, that our needs are met here at Relevant Radio, that people step forward in generosity, even perhaps when it might hurt a little bit to give. And we're also praying for an end to abortion in the United States. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Joining me now is Kim Zembar. She's the author of the book, Restless Heart. She shares her own testimony and has a couple times here on Trending about having lived a lesbian lifestyle. As Catholics, we distinguish between the action and the experience. It's one thing to experience same-sex attraction. It's another thing to act out upon it. I believe very much so that, quote, gay is a lifestyle. 
It's not an identity. Same with lesbian, transgenderism. So I think it's important we start with that as kind of our basis. And we're going to link to Kim having shared her testimony here on Trending Before. If you want to hear a little bit more of her incredible story where she now lives a chaste Catholic lifestyle after wrestling with this for years. Now, Kim, I have really enjoyed seeing over the last couple of years your participation in what's known as the Freedom Marches. Can you tell people what those Freedom Marches are and why you've been involved? Yeah, I mean, it it is literally just the hand of God alone that that even would have brought this to be. And it's been a little over five years since I've been a part of Freedom March. I'm a board member. Um, We're known as Rainbow Revival. Um, And really what the whole point is is you see so many people marching for so many different reasons, right? Um, But we didn't see people marching for freedom in Christ out of a lifestyle and into a lifestyle of Christianity, of Jesus, um, laid down surrender in love for him. And so, I mean, it was like, it was literally to me a miracle that I, I found these people. It was very small. It was the very first one that I ever went to was in DC um, over five years ago. And um, I'm personally involved because I needed community back then. And I get thousands and thousands of people that reach out to me and they need the same thing. They need to know, you know, yes, they have friends that struggle with different things, but you know, struggling with the same sex attraction is, is different. You know, um, I'm not saying it's greater or, or less than, than anything, but it's different. And so to have people that you can come alongside with and say, we're doing this, we're doing this with Jesus and we're doing this together. It's so important that you find your tribe and rainbow revival freedom March is really just one of the ministries out there. One of very few um, that are offering that to people and also proclaiming in a time where it's not being proclaimed that there is freedom from anything and everything if we surrender to Jesus. I love these marches. Now, how often are they happening? Are they happening across the country? Can you share with me maybe some of those testimonies that you've heard as well on these marches? Yeah, so we do, as of right now, we're doing one a year and um, we just pray as a board. We pray where the Lord is is desiring us to go. Um, and then we go out into the public square. We rent out a large area and praise and worship and testimonies. And I just want to share actually so amazing. I had a young woman reach out to me um, as we were getting ready. We just completed our Dallas Freedom March um, on October 21st. And it was about two weeks before that I had a young woman reach out to me on Instagram. She's like, Kim, I read your story. Da, 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 da. Well, the short version, um, she used to live as a transgender male. So she was a born a female, um, lived for seven years as a male, was engaged to a woman, ended up encountering Christ and realized, okay, this lifestyle is not really what God has for me. And so she slowly started to um, draw out of the homosexual lifestyle and into Christ and what he had for her. But she was really wrestling with her identity as a female because she still felt so much like a male. I mean, she literally, when, when you see her before pictures, I thought she was a male. There was no question in my mind. And um, so she was really still wrestling with that. Um, but the Lord in his, in his goodness just met her where she was at. She was part of a church community that just walked with her, didn't try to change her, just let God do what he can do, right? What really only he could do. And she, so when she reached out to me a few weeks before the Freedom March, I was like, hey, what if you come to Dallas? And like, hmm. she came, okay? She came, God provided a way. We found housing for her while she was there. And she said, she said, I have been so grateful for the last three years that I've found church community 
But my goodness, when I met the Freedom March family, these people from all over the nation that gather and have come out of the same lifestyles and still struggling, you know, all different walks, she said, I found my tribe. Like it didn't, it didn't override her church community, but she is on fire. I talked to her yesterday. We were laughing. We're crying on the phone together. She's actually to come down and um, come to another um, conference we're doing this weekend. And I mean, I could tell testimony after testimony. She is living not only as a female now, but she actually has, which like, even I'm like, Jessica, you don't have to do that. She has a desire to get married and have children. I'm like, what is God doing? And we are seeing such a radical move of Jesus within the transgender movement right now. I have a girl that reached out from Sweden. Like I said, I could actually write a book on this, but I'll I'll spare the time. So it's it's unbelievable. No, just these seeing what stories, God is doing. Kim, these stories are incredible and they're stories we need to hear because this is this is exposing the intimate moments of people's lives where they struggle. And this is something I've appreciated about you is that you're willing to share some of the most horrific moments for you of your life because you're there to hope, bring hope and healing in a culture that is so desperate for it when it comes to our sexuality. We are in a culture that is so ambiguous with that, with labels, ambiguous with identity politics, saying you do yeah. you, you can be whatever you want. And so you're showing, even in this one example you just gave, the woman who came to Dallas, of her aligning into the reality of her femininity, embracing Jesus Christ, and even through healing, having the hope to potentially get married. I mean, this is the truth. And I think sometimes people get it wrong, Kim, and they think that, okay, if you have lived a transgender lifestyle or if you've lived a same-sex lifestyle, that you have to completely do a 180. But no. The message is to pause and see your identity in Christ, stop engaging in sinful behavior, but embrace yourself where you're at as a beloved child of God. Can you mm -hmm. maybe make a distinction for people who maybe feel, feel like, well, the church is asking me to just get married even though I'm experiencing same-sex marriage or sorry, same-sex yeah. attraction or to yeah. just, you know, dress and wear dresses all the time if I'm right. struggling with my femininity. Can you speak to that challenge? Absolutely. See, we need to remember that Jesus calls us out of something to call us into something. So he doesn't just not want you dating the same sex or, or, you know, physically active with the same sex or dressing like a female. He wants you to see who he is so that we can see who we are, right? So we become into this, but we can't know ourselves unless we know God rightly, right? Mm -hmm. and, we, and scripture says that Jesus is the perfect reflection. He is the full revelation of God the Father. And so, so many times people think, and, and they'll reach out to me, they're like, well, I stopped doing this and I stopped doing this, but I'm still miserable. I'm like, hold on, God didn't just want to take this from you. He actually wants to fill you with something. But see, He can't fill you if you don't first maybe allow that space within you, if you, there's not something maybe moved out of the way. And so, this is not about, oh, you just now need to get married. I mean, I'm going to be 40 this year, and I live a very full, single, celibate life. I do not believe that the opposite of homosexuality is heterosexuality. It's holiness. The opposite of any sin is going to actually be looking like walking with Christ in that. Now, sometimes that looks like marriage. Amen. But sometimes it doesn't. And amen. Sometimes those who struggle with their identity as, as a female or a male, it, it's a long process. Sometimes it's a, a fast one. It's not about, about changing one another or even changing ourselves. It's about actually letting God love us into wholeness. 
And that's where every, your whole life begins to transform. I'll be back in just a moment with Kim Zember sharing her incredible story of lives changed just like hers after living same-sex transgender lifestyles. It's changing the narrative of the LGBTQ movement when people who are liberated from this lifestyle, liberated from sin, and find the joy, peace, and hope of Jesus Christ. You can check out her work at oncelgbtq.com where you can learn more about these Rainbow Revival Freedom Marches, the counter to the transgender pro-gay movement. We'll be back to hear more incredible stories with Kim Zambar in just a moment, check out her website at overcomemin.com. That's overcomemin.com. Hi, Father Rocky here. Can you believe with the purchase of our big new FM station that covers Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio, that Relevant Radio can now be heard on 214 stations? In the last few years, we've added stations in Detroit, Honolulu, Tucson, Baltimore, Seattle, Bloomington, South Bend, and several more. We've grown like crazy in the last few years. And that was only possible due to the consistent support of a relevant radio family of listeners, in particular, our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society members. Please consider joining them with a recurring gift of as little as $25 a month. Our recurring givers also receive spiritual benefits. Learn more by clicking on the support tab at relevantradio.com. We have matching funds this hour, so Join our St. Joseph Recurring Gift Society now, and your gift will be doubled. Give now at RelevantRadio.com or the Relevant Radio app, or you can call us at 877-291-0123. Hey, this is Kale Clark joining Timory for this hour of training, and it is the last hour. It's your last major opportunity to give a gift supporting trending with Timory. That's because our Join the Family Pledge Drive is happening this week. It's our last pledge drive of the year, and by the time the show rolls around this time tomorrow night, guess what? The pledge drive will be over. So show some love to Timory. Join the family right now. That's the theme of our pledge drive, and call 877-291-0123. Keep trending on the air, relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. We were looking for 50 people to step up and make that call. Tap on the app. Go to the website and make that pledge. 17 people have done that so far. Thank you so much for doing just that. And Timory, I just want to thank you for being so brave. I mean, some of the stuff that you talk about on the network, it just, a lot of people don't want to touch these issues. In fact, I wanted to share a testimony that came in today. Uh, this is from Tony. Uh, sorry, and excuse me. This is from Sarah on Instagram. And she wanted to say, Thank you for you and your program on Relevant Radio, Timory. She says, you inspired me to return to the Sacrament of Reconciliation after 20 years, 20 plus years. I want to truly give thanks to God for being a Catholic and having this amazing sacrament available to us. My plan is to go more regularly now. That's a good plan, Sarah. And thank you for sharing how Relevant Radio has touched your life and Timory's show has helped you to go back to the sacrament. Join the family right now. Support Timory 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app and relevantradio.com. And praise God, Sarah, confession after 20 years. And that's that's scary. I couldn't imagine like waiting so long. Thank God Christ is available, present, waiting for us with his mercy. And I'm reminded of that every day. I need the sacrament of reconciliation. I know we all do. Jesus Christ knew that. He understands the human condition and he's calling us to persevere in choosing the sacraments, living a sacramental life, Kale, but to persevere in speaking truth into the culture right now. And we 
we are at a point across here in the culture where a lot of people think, well, I just have to be quiet because I will be silenced. I will lose a job. And I really don't think that's the case for most people. I think this mob mentality is scaring a lot of us out of speaking up. But it's maybe even a starting point just in those simple conversations with our loved ones or starting by being bold, by giving to Relevant Radio today. These are small steps to take for the kingdom of Christ and standing for truth. Absolutely. And every dollar that you give is matched 100%. I want to thank Jersey and Toluca Lake, California. He's given $200. It's the second gift of the week. Thank you, Jersey. And that becomes $400. Yeah, more cowbell and more collars. Join the family right now. 877-291-0123. RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Join the family. Support trending now. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Have you heard about the Rainbow Revival Freedom Marches that happen across the country? You need to know about these men and women who have been there, done that, lived part of the LGBTQ ideology lived it out, maybe even engaged in various surgeries, maybe entered into so-called marriages with people of the same sex, and they're done with it. They are absolutely done. They have found their true identity in Jesus Christ and hope and healing. These are the stories they're sharing. Joining me now is Kim Zembar. She has an incredible story. She wrote the book Restless Hearts, chronicling her own story of having lived a lesbian lifestyle, even as a Catholic and coming back into her Catholic faith, back into her stride. If you want to hear more about Kim's story, please check out the link in my episode notes, as well as on social media, where we've tagged Kim as well. Just follow me at Timmery, T-I-M-M-E-R-I-E to find her. So you have so many stories. The website is oncelgbtq.com. You serve on the board for the Rainbow Revival Freedom Marches. Can you share with me maybe some of the more, I think, common stories that we hear over and over again? You shared about the transgender story that is very prevalent with young women today. What else are you hearing at these rallies? Um, You know what I love? Um, so as Rainbow Revival, part of our thing for the freedom marches that we put on. So Rainbow Revival is our, our organization and we, we host these freedom marches. Um, and one of the things that we say is hear the sound of freedom. And we just love it. For Rainbow Revival, we stand on remember the promise, prepare the way. We got to remember that the rainbow, people sometimes come at us. I just want to touch on this. Sometimes we get, well, you shouldn't be wearing the rainbow. No, the rainbow is God's. Look in Genesis, look in Ezekiel. The rainbow is God's. It's a, it's a, it's his promise. It's his covenant to us, right? Um, in Ezekiel, it shows that it's his, the glory around the Lord is like a emerald rainbow, rainbow. And so we wear a seven colored rainbow. If you look at the pride flag, it's actually a six colored rainbow, which the number six mm-hmm. represents the fall of man. And so even that is as maybe simple as it sounds that, you know, we get a lot of Christians, a lot of Catholics saying, you really shouldn't, you're, you're confusing the world. You're confusing Christians. No, actually, and they, they say, you know, you should say, take back the rainbow. We don't need to take back what is already God's. See, Satan didn't steal it. He might be perverting and twisting it, but we need to actually, as Christians, proudly wear the rainbow in humility for what Jesus has done for us, the love that God has for us, right? And so that is one thing, even as Rainbow Revival and through these freedom marches that we stand in is like, no, 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 we're not trying to look like the world. We're reminding the world of God's promise, and we're preparing the way for Jesus's return. And so um, as as Freedom March, we say, hear the sound of freedom, right? Jesus said, taste and see that I'm good. And so we want people to experience that. And so it's so cool. I'll share one real brief one. We were doing this Freedom March, 
Um, it was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was out um, near the back. Um, there was a big open field. We were in the middle of what is known as like the kind of gay district of Atlanta, um, and we were doing this march, and this sound goes out, and it's worship. We were, we were praise and worship was going on, right? And I go to the very, very back where some of the vendors were. I was just standing there in, in awe of what God was doing, and this man comes up to me, probably about 35 years old, and he says, what's going on here? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, uh, I don't know. What, can you just tell me what's happening? And he looked a little flustered. And I said, well, and so I shared with him what, what we're doing. I said, you know, I came out of the LGBT lifestyle and just shared very briefly with him. And he, he kind of gets choked up. And he said, wow. He said, I was a mile away on the other side of the park, walking my dog. He lived in the, the gay district and he was in the lifestyle. He said, I was walking my dog. And all of a sudden I heard this sound. And he said, something within me said, follow that sound. And so he did. And he just kept walking the dog as it got louder and louder. He got to us and he ran into me, one of the board members. And I got to share with him what this is. And he goes, I don't know what's going on, but clearly something's trying to talk to me. He wouldn't say God because <laughs> you could tell maybe there was something there. And he said, are you church? <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, yes and no, <laughs> you know, and, and so I just got him connected with some people and and not to change him, but just, I mean, God is drawing people and he heard the sound and he followed it. And um, so, like I said, it's just, these are everyday people. We're not going out saying Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve or homosexuals or burn in hell, all these things that, that my gosh, they're, they're not drawing people in. Love and truth draws people in. That doesn't mean we always like it, but it, truth is a good thing, but we need to know the one who is true to actually experience that goodness. And so we are just so blessed to be out in the world proclaiming the goodness of God and letting people come in and inquire, letting people come in and just, you know, hey, can we just pray for you? Not pray that you won't be gay. No, pray that you will encounter such a great love that every other love will grow will grow cold to that good love that you just touched, you know? Hey, amen. Kim, that's such an incredible story because who knows what may or may not change his heart? Who knows if it will today, if it will six months from now or years from now. But what I know is that God is calling us to help plant seeds of truth yes. and seeds of God's hope and mercy and above all his love in the lives of yes. other people. And your testimony, the testimony of other men and women who have left an LGBTQ lifestyle, I think have a resounding ring for many people, even in the lifestyle or even people who might have family members, or maybe if you yourself mm -hmm. are living that same sex lifestyle, but you're also Catholic and you're feeling this tug and pull back and forth. Hear this story, hear the joy. And Kim, just to hear your story and even just hear over the last few years as your joy continues to increase and this peace and hmm. hope in your faith and in your advocacy, it's a joy to hear. Hmm. Amen. Well, I am so grateful to the Lord. And, and I want to say this, I need the Lord just as much today as I did when he first beckoned me. So this is a relationship. This is a growing relationship. And I'm so thankful that his joy increases me in everything. He is my substance. And, and I just, I want everybody to know how good he is. And when you know, he's good, you want to give him everything. Amen. And now you have a lot of resources that you're recommending. How can people get in touch? Where should people get connected? If maybe they have a family member who's struggling, if they want to learn more about your work with the Freedom Marches, tell us where to go and what would be helpful resources for who? Absolutely. So um, I, I get a lot of parents that reach out that have children or loved ones 
in the lifestyle. Um, so they can go to overcomemin.com, as you said, and also rainbowrevival.org. That's the, that's the ecumenical move that we're doing. The Catholic kind of side is more on me with the Overcome MIN. Thank you for everything you are doing, Kim, and for your testimony. We're linking to her testimony that she did not give today, but just the work she's doing is a testament to the lifestyle she has been liberated from. So please listen to her story. It's powerful. And if you know someone who maybe has a family member struggling with same-sex attraction, transgenderism, please share this episode or her testimony. Just text the link to a friend. It's that easy. We'll be right back here on Trending. Hey, this is Kale Clark from The Kale Clark Show and the Faith Explained program on Relevant Radio coming to you alongside Timory for this hour of training. It's the last hour, your last major opportunity to support Timory and her work on Relevant Radio, plus all of our other great programming, 877-291-0123. It's our Join the Family Pledge Drive. We only do this four times a year. We only make this ask on those occasions because we know... What you really want is great content. But if we don't do this on a regular basis, that great content doesn't get into your ears and uh, through the airwaves as well, through our 200 plus radio stations, including, as Father talked about earlier, WKRP in Cincinnati. No, it's not WKRP, but it is in Cincinnati for sure. And we are all over the United States, all over the world through our app, relevantradio.com and the app. That's a great place to make your donation right now. It'll be matched 100% generous donors just like you were standing by saying, hey, if you make the first move, I will reciprocate. I will match that amount no matter how big, no matter how small. Timory's looking for 50 people and we are almost halfway there. 23 of you have said yes. And I think we can do it, Timory, by the end of this hour. We are so close. We're working our way there. And I am so grateful. If you support the work we're doing here on Relevant Radio, thank you. So many people are trying to decide what to do wisely with their money. Be a good steward of your money. But what I do know is when we are generous, God is generous in return. So if you can support us, even if it's just $5 or maybe $5,000, I don't know what you can give. Only you do through the generosity of God and his provisions he's given you. Help us to continue our work. We own 200 radio stations, Kale, which means we can't be canceled. We can't be silenced. We are fighting for truth for you. So we're asking you to support this work to help us own our radio station so that we can continue on. If you'd like to donate, number is 877-291-0123. Timory, you must have friends in high places because you've gotten yourself some background music for these uh, pledge drive pitches. So that, that's pretty impressive. And you know what's even more impressive? Sherman in St. Paul, Minnesota. He has made a second gift online. He's a new donor. Thank you, Sherman. General Sherman, like a Sherman tank. He's just (laughs) saying, we are going to forge ahead here with Relevant Radio. He donated $100, and that becomes $200 because a generous donor has matched it. And that'll happen to you, too. You'll see. No matter how much you give, it'll be matched. I guarantee it. 877-291-0123. Join the family right now on RelevantRadio.com, the Relevant Radio app. Check out our Pledge Drive premiums. They're there for you. They're for the taking. If you say, yes, I want to keep life-changing Catholic radio on the airwaves, Timory. We need 25 people. We're almost there. So please, 877-291-0123 to give. And thank you, Zonia, Carmen, James, Daphne, for supporting the work here of Relevant Radio. Powered by you. By you. Listener supported. Welcome back to our Join the Family Fall Pledge Drive on Relevant Radio.
This is Trending with Timmery here on Relevant Radio, and we're going to look into this whole debate over intersex and transgenderism. I think the transgender movement is hurting people who struggle with like true medical intersex medical conditions, and I'll share with you in a moment why, but first, a question came in. Heidi's getting married and she emailed me asking for thoughts. She said, I'm preparing for marriage in six months, which by the way, congratulations, Heidi. I said, my, my fiance and I practice modesty and chastity in our relationship. This is awesome. It's something we all need to work on. These are great virtues. She said, I was wondering about how modesty changes within our relationship after marriage. Is it appropriate to dress in a more revealing way for my spouse or are usual modesty guidelines to be maintained? Any resources you could recommend that might be helpful? I feel awkward talking to my fiance about this. This is a great question. I love this and I'm also inspired by it and I hope you are too. It's not easy to be modest in our current culture and it's not easy to be chased in a relationship. So the fact that this isn't even a conversation, I have so much respect for you, Heidi, that you are thinking in this way and that prudence is encouraging you in virtue to be prudent about conversations you have or how you approach this. And I think that if we look to what the church talks about, so the catechism of the Catholic Church points to chastity, that as being faithful to your vocation. So everything changes when you get married. You have sexual exclusivity with your spouse. So that changes the way we engage in modesty as well. Now, we know that modesty isn't just about the way we dress. It's the way we speak, the way we drink, the way we um, engage in conversation. It could be about the way we drink. I was about to misspeak, but I think it does. I really think if you're dating, you really shouldn't be drinking around people who you are interested in or might be dating. I think, you know, it's a slippery slope when it comes to chastity. So, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says that purity requires modesty and that it's an integral part of temperance, which is another bigger picture of virtue. It's actually one of the four cardinal virtues. It means refusing to unveil what should remain hidden. We read in the Catechism of the Catholic Church that modesty protects the mystery of people and their love. It encourages patience and moderation in loving relationships. It requires that conditions for the definitive giving and commitment of man and woman to one another be fulfilled. Modesty is decency. It inspires one's choice of clothing. It keeps silence or reserves where there is evident risk of unhealthy curiosity. That is, modesty is discreet. I love the writing of the catechism on modesty because I think it's a really sensitive topic and it's a really difficult topic for us as women and the modern day culture that says just flaunt it all or on the other extreme hide your body to the point where this is part of the transgender movement that you hide your body and you reject it and suddenly say you're a man. Women are under immense pressure today to perpetually look hot and available and I think part of this transgender movement is to reject our own bodies as women, out of modesty, even if we don't realize that's part of what's going on. And so here's the deal. Within the context of marriage, how does modesty change? Well, modesty continues within marriage, but it changes in that spouses receive the gift of one another's body and sexual intimacy. It's a big change to navigate in all new waters when you get married, but it's exciting. You have the opportunity to experience the joy and freedom of the mystery of each other, even the wonderful creation of your body. I think this simple answer regarding modesty in marriage is that the privacy of your home is your home. There's nothing wrong with attraction or attracting your spouse. That's actually a good thing. While we're dating, while trying to maintain chaste relationships, we have to be 
prudent in navigating and preventing us stepping over those boundary lines that are things meant for marriage. But now that you're married, there's nothing wrong with stepping in a new direction into a greater level of attracting your spouse, wooing your spouse, however you want to say it. We're being PG here on Catholic Radio, but I still wanted to take this question. So now modesty changes. Now, modesty is different based on your circumstances. So your home is your dwelling, your private dwellings. Time not might might not be right to attract someone when someone has a responsibility, when your spouse has a responsibility, or when children are around, or when guests are over, or your husband, let's say, is on a video call. I laugh and say that because I have sometimes just naked children running around the house as my husband's working right smack in the middle of the home on video call, which is really funny, which he, they do not run where they can see. But I just think if only they knew the chaos that was happening in our house. So here's the bottom line. Prudence should prevail. There's a time and a place for the gift of intimacy within marriage, for the revealing and undressing within marriage, all of that's a wonderful thing. Does this mean that you flaunt your body in public, though, once you get married? It's interesting because there have been a lot of customs that I would say have changed over the years. It used to be that sometimes once you got married, suddenly you're supposed to wear your hair up, or sometimes suddenly you start wearing your hair down, or there are different types of clothing you could wear. This is why it actually used to be that there was a tradition that once you got married, you actually bought a whole new wardrobe, which I would love that. I'm wondering where my new wardrobe was when I got married or when I have each new child. That's another conversation for another day. But Heidi, I'm excited for you and your wedding. Enjoy this new season of marriage. I think f- there's a lot of freedom that comes within marriage and there's a lot of opportunity for virtue. But I want to present a couple more ideas with us to consider with regard to marriage and modesty. Because I think a lot of the time we get married and we forget that we're still called to chastity and we're still called to modesty within marriage. Chastity, for example, of being faithful to your vocation, that is to your spouse and exclusively to your spouse. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that modesty means refusing to unveil what should remain hidden. In other words, not unveiling someone who's not your spouse or someone who's someone else's spouse, even someone in a magazine who you don't know or on a video. I'm talking about pornography. The Catechism says there is a modesty of the feelings as well as of the body. It protests, for example, against the voyeuristic exploitations of the human body in certain advertisements or against the solicitations of certain media that go too far in the exhibition of intimate things. So catechism is pointing to things such as basic movies and television shows, not just pornography, even social media posts that are not only explicitly pornographic, there's no such thing as soft porn versus hard porn. It's a dumb distinction. And if you're making it, I challenge you to take that to prayer and to confession. But it's also, there's a lot to be said of knowing places where we should be avoiding the near occasion of sin. I know social media can be a real challenge. I actually love a new a program called canopy.us. I'll put make sure the link goes in into social media as well as in the episode notes. And what's neat is that it filters out everything using new AI technology to really clean up social media feeds, the internet, browsing Google. It's a great new resource using the latest technological advancements. But here's the deal. The catechism says modesty inspires a way of life which makes it possible to resist allurement of fashion 
and the pressure of prevailing ideologies. This is key for us as women. I want to be really clear. The church isn't saying to throw out modern day fashion and to reject anything that glitters and allures you or attracts. What the catechism is saying is that don't be carried away by various fashion trends, which many of which are very prevalent now and will be in every generation, that are outright scandalous, that lead us as women to reduce us to sexual icons or reduce men to reduce us as such. Don't be pulled by fashion statements that contradict the gift of our bodies. Let's adorn our bodies with joy, but persevere in finding clothing that is best for our body type. I'm short. Other people are tall. Someone could wear something who's taller versus me who's shorter that would or wouldn't work. It really depends on knowing your body and dressing appropriately. If we're tugging and pulling at our clothes, it's a good sign that we're uncomfortable with how much we are or are not concealing. Or if we're dressing just for attention, that's another great sign that maybe we should reconsider how we're looking at our clothes. We should be confident in our clothing. We should be beautiful in our clothing, but we shouldn't be disordered in the way we choose our clothes and the way we expect people to look at that. Us. And so I think modesty is key for helping us to reawaken the respect we have for our bodies and the bodies and minds of other people. So my prayers for you, Heidi, and your fiance as you get married. Great question. Enjoy the season of eager and anticipation and a very special time of prayer prior to being married. We're praying for you here at Relevant Radio. Please pray for us. I'll be right back here on Trending. Changing lives in your neighborhood and across the nation. Here's another Relevant Radio miracle moment. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Patrick. It's a great honor to speak with you. Oh, thank you. You were a big factor in my reversion to the Catholic Church in 2015 after being Protestant for 19 years. So thank you so much. Oh, wow. What was your Protestant background? And what were some of the catalysts for you when you made your way into the Catholic Church? Well, I walked away from the church when I got married in 1996 without knowing what I was walking away from because I hadn't been catechized well wandered around in Protestant denominations, asked God to lead me to the true church, and I never thought for in a million years it'd be the Catholic Church that I was raised in. I started studying for the first time what the Catholic Church taught, what it stood for, even the real presence. I didn't know what that was until after I left, and that was the thing that really got me back more than anything else, the, the true presence. Touch a heart and change a soul by donating to Relevant Radio today. Hey, this is Kale Clark joining Timory just for these last few minutes of the hour. It's her last chance here on this pledge drive as the pledge drive will be in the books by this time tomorrow night. And we are looking for just 10 more callers to reach our goal of 54 this hour. Almost there, 40 of you have said yes. I want to join the family. 877-291-0123 or on the Relevant Radio app or relevantradio.com. An anonymous donor from Bakersfield, California has just given 12 Hundred dollars as an online gift that becomes twenty four hundred dollars because it's a partnership challenge hour. There are generous people just like you who will match you dollar for dollar. So that's an online gift too. So a couple things coming your way. Number one, the Holy Family plaque, which is uh, for those one hundred dollar a month donors uh, coming in at twelve hundred for the year, and a talk by Father Rocky on how to have the best Christmas season ever. You won't want to miss this. That's only available when you donate online, though. At relevantradio.com and the relevant radio app. And Timory, I've got a great testimony about your show to share with you. And this is from Tony, who says, 
Timory. I've been a frequent listener to Relevant Radio for years, enjoying many of the shows and devotions provided. In all honesty, he says, as a 58-year-old man, when your show began to air, Uh I wasn't much interested in it. Some of your topics seem to be geared towards the younger generation, which is great. It just isn't my generation. However, I also pull up your show occasionally, and I have to say that of late, I have been blown away at the level of superb programming that you've done. Your Jim Caviezel interview was terrific. And then your show on IVF was outstanding. Wow. The Holy Spirit is using you, Timory, in tremendous ways. You mentioned that there's here's my two cents worth on IVF. I would say it was more like a million dollars worth of speaking truth on a critical topic. Bravo, my dear. May God continue to richly bless your show. Sincerely, Tony. Wow, what a testimony, you, Timory. Amen. Thank you. And I hear this a lot. You know, people say, hey, you're a little too young for me. I don't enjoy the conversation. It's like, that's okay. I'm married anyway. Don't worry about it. Uh, But no, actually, I think that this is a great thing because we are in this battle in the culture and we're constantly in front of new things that are unthinkable that we would be facing as a culture. I can't believe the words that come out of my mouth that we're having to discuss, Kale. And yet we do hear it relevant radio because we enter into what's happening in the culture with faith and perseverance. And so I love what Tony shared. I'm really honored and praise God. He is equipping us, Kale, to do what we do here at Relevant Radio. It's by the grace of God. It's by being humbled by the sacraments. And that's why we talk about the sacraments. You were just talking about confession the last hour. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we need in order to speak truth into the culture today. Help us to do just that. Join the family right now, 877-291-0123. Check out our Pledge Drive Premiums gifts for you at RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. We're talking about what you're thinking about. You're listening to Trending with Timory on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Okay, here's a question that you need to be able to answer. Is intersex transgender? Yes or no? So, here's the truth. It's not. It's not transgender, and biology medicine is clear about this. A biological male who's also an Olympic champion, who goes by the name of Castor Semenya, recently commented that he's just as much as a woman even though he was born with internal testicles. I'm sorry, but my jaw just dropped, and I hope yours did too. Did you hear the word testicles? <laughs> that means you're a man. And I just be really clear, the South African runner and former Olympic gold medalist is a biological male. Now, he is one of many who's in this debacle in athletics, even at the highest levels, where he is expected to take hormone-suppressing medication because he wants to compete with the ladies. Now, Semenya has recently refused to take any medication, meaning he has been barred from competing in his favorite distance of 800 meters. Now, okay, I don't feel bad for him because he is a man who should be expected to compete with the men and not take titles and medals from women. Bottom line. He said, I'm a woman. I have a V just like any other woman. That's not true. He says, I know I'm a woman. I don't really care about the medical terms. My testosterone, you know, being born without a uterus, being born with internal testicles, those don't make me less of a woman. I'm sorry, what? Yes, it does matter. Now, women, biological women who are born without uteruses suffer a severe and immense sorrow because guess what? They can't have children. Then you have men who are born with defects and damage as well, who 
are still considered men. For example, you, Castor Semenya, are a man. Now, you might think I'm a little harsh in saying this, but it's true. And it used to be, and it actually still is, that in the psychological community, we encourage people to walk a journey of truth because truth brings happiness. And so when Castor Semenya says that my internal testicles don't make me any less of a woman, I'm just shaking my head here. So here's the deal. Intersex is a medical condition from birth. It's also referred to as DSD, which are disorders of sexual development. A lot of people just say, oh, yeah, I'm DSD, but I'm transgender and I'm whatever I call myself. And you're just going to have to put up with that. And it's interesting because sports at the highest level is actually having to try and figure out how to do. But what's interesting is even when you suppress a man's testosterone, he still wins. He still beats out the other women. Great example, Will Thomas, who calls himself Leah Thomas. There you go. Another example at the Olympic level, Castor Semenya. There you go. I could name a number of people who are dominating women's sports today. Riley Gaines and others, which, by the way, we recently spoke to her teammate, she who competed with Will Thomas. And I will link to her testimony. She is a Catholic and she is speaking out originally anonymously. Now she's sharing her story. I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head, but she competed right there with Will Thomas. Her story is very upsetting and startling, but she's speaking out. So listen, but here's the story with Castor Semenya. He is known to have documented DSD, disorder of sexual development. He could be referred to also as an intersex individual. He's a man. He Honestly, I hate having to sit here and label all these medical terms in terms of defining him. But here's the condition. It's documented. He has a gene mutation of SRD5A2. It's a rare medical condition that only impacts men. Let me repeat that. SRD5A2 is... Castor Semenya's rare medical condition regarding gene mutation that only impacts biological men. It can present itself in a handful of ways, including ambiguity of genitalia at birth, uh, testicles that don't develop outside of the body, but inside of the body. I'm sorry, but a woman's body part is not a internal man's body part that has been deformed. That's a dishonor toward women and how our bodies function. And I'm sorry, even the difficult functions our bodies go through every month. Sorry to go there, but I'm just saying that because I think it needs to go said. Not only to mention the fact that another rare element of this gene mutation is that a man's body parts develop in a way that is not accurate or small. So here's the deal. Even though Castor Semenya, who is a biological male suffering a disorder that only a biological male can experience with the gene mutation of SRD5A2, every single cell in his body is still influenced by sex and hormones. Even if not fully developed, even if deformed, or even if dysfunctioning. And I use those three Ds. I think this is important that we recognize them, that even if your body is not properly developed, even if it's deformed in some way or dysfunctioning, the truth of the matter is that even with those abnormalities or defects, that that does not suddenly make you something that you're not. Castor Semenya is a man. No questions, hands down. And here's the truth from a faith-filled perspective as well. God's design is clear. Damage can occur to that design. We can do damage. Damage unexplainable could be there. I don't know why. But these damages, these dysfunctions, these disorders do occur. 
but nearly always we can know whether or not someone is a biological male or a biological female. Look at the data. Either some sort of genital development in one direction or the other, even if in defect, or chromosomal information always makes the answer clear as to whether or not someone is a man or a woman. Now, you can label it what you want. Intersex, DSD, known as disorders of sexual development, neither of these suddenly make you transgender. Just because something might be, again, those three Ds that I'll mention again, in some way deformed, dysfunctional, or or not fully developed, that doesn't suddenly make you an ambiguous person, an androgynous individual. I think these labels are harmful, and it damages the ability to develop in your biological reality as male or female. There are tons of syndromes, chromosomal damage, Turner syndrome. Even people start to say polycystic ovarian syndrome, which presents in many ways where some people can be high testosterone. I don't have high testosterone, but people are even calling people who have PCOS struggle at getting pregnant they're calling them intersex this is insane god's design is clear science and biology tell the truth and the catechism of the catholic church says very clearly and i'm citing this and putting this in the episode notes i hope you'll read in full that sexuality affects all aspects of the human person in the unity of his body and soul every man and woman should acknowledge and accept his sexual identity Hey, this is Kale joining Timory for these last few minutes of trending. And Timory, I have two pieces of incredible news for you. Number one, we have reached your goal of 50 donors for this hour. So thank you to everybody who has joined the family. 877-291-0123 or the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. It's our fall pledge drive. It's the last one of the year. Good news, piece number two, an anonymous donor from Maquan, Wisconsin has just donated, Timory, 10 thousand dollars to relevant radio and that becomes praise god thank yeah, you yeah more cowbell more and more yes, cowbell because yes. guess what <laughs> guess what that ten thousand timory becomes twenty thousand wow. dollars thank you so much for helping us yes. to get to our goal we are inching closer and closer to the target and you can chip in too. Join the family, 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app, and relevantradio.com. Oh, wow. We got some Chicago Bulls intro music here from the Alan Parsons Project. I love that stuff. I love that it stuff. It's such and, great news. I'm oh, so happy to hear that, that we're supported. Now, I don't want to be a downer for a moment, but I am asking for some prayers. And, you know, sure. we, still, we step in when we need to. I'm asking for prayers for Paul. Someone just called in right now and said her son is suicidal and they can't find him. And he dropped off Mm. all of his things at his brother's house. This is the power of prayer. Will you pray? Let's pray, Kale, for Paul, for his family, for hope and the mercy of Christ. Just let God send him a sign, protect him, protect his family, help them. Let's pray together. You can pray the second half of the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Yeah, we'll pray for Paul and millions of people want his family to know are now praying for him Amen. as we speak. And that's the power of the family of Relevant Radio. And this is why we want you to join us. Keep us on the air. Where else can these things happen? We hear miraculous answers to prayer all the time. And we're going to hope and pray for a miracle yes. for Paul as well, yes. that he will be found and that he'll be found ultimately in Jesus Christ. And that's what we want. We want uh, him to know Christ. We want him to love Christ. We want him to 
find his the meaning of his life in Jesus Christ. And that's why we are here. That's why we exist here on Relevant Radio, to bring Christ to the world, a world that needs it so badly. Join the family right now, 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app in Relevant Radio. Dot com And Timory, I have a, a testimony that I wanted to share with you. And this is from Mary, who's a convert to mm. Catholicism. Ooh, and and she, she's writing this. She says, Dear Timory, thank you. Thank you for telling the truth about abortion, about contraception, the pill, transgenderism, and all what she calls wokery. Your <laughs> programs are great. Therefore, the rabid YouTubers and vicious wokesters are furious at your success. They can't handle the truth. Kind of channeling Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men there. <laughs> Please keep doing your great work. Sincerely, Mary. And Mary was really talking about the fact that Timory was a few months ago canceled on YouTube. Mm. Can you talk about that for just a second, Timory? Yeah, completely stripped me from YouTube. None of Trending's programming is any longer on YouTube. All of it's canceled. Um, that's the bottom line. And I was being attacked for medical misinformation, which is crazy because I can even pull up data from the CDC and countless national, international peer-reviewed data that tells the truth about abortion, contraception. And they still cancel me because they don't like what we are sharing here on Relevant Radio. But you know what, Kale? You mm. can't be canceled on Relevant Radio because we own our stations so because you support Relevant Radio. So this is a reason to give to Relevant Radio because we build our own platform and people, Catholic, non Catholic alike find us every single day and we are a place of hope and healing in the name of Jesus Christ here at Relevant Radio. Absolutely. Join the family right now, 877-291-0123. Donate to this work that is so crucial for helping the culture to heal. Join the family, 877-291-0123 or go to the Relevant Radio app, relevantradio.com. And when you donate online, you're going to get that free gift from Father Rocky as well. Beautiful, beautiful talk that he has on making the most of the upcoming Advent and Christmas season, and every gift is matched dollar for dollars. Timory said, we are not subject to the algorithms of big tech. We are not going to be suppressed. We're not going to be silenced. We're going to proclaim the gospel, as Father Rocky loves to say, bring the masses to the mass by using mass media. We wanted to have Amen. our own media here on Relevant Radio, and you can support us right now. Yes. Join the family, 877-291-0123, the Relevant Radio app relevantradio.com and Father's coming up right now with the family yes. rosary across and America. And praise God, we hit 50 people. Joseph was our 50th person giving this hour. Thank you support for supporting Relevant Radio.